Hello and welcome back to another episode of Zap. My name's Beck. And my name's Jono. And Zap was formed on the basis that there is a lot of good quality journalism out there. And so this is the other stuff. We aim to make the good trash treasure by finding weird, wacky and wonderful news stories from all over the world. We talk about it, we laugh about it and we make segments somewhat loosely related to it. And... Jono, I just want to say, I think I wish there was a day that we could celebrate our our best friendship. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If only, if only there was a day in which uh, it was some sort of national yeah. best friends day, um, and especially if that day coincided with World Oceans oh, Day. I wish um, that if only and. If that day happened to fall within the month uh, of guitars on the beach, oh, um, which is are another, we asking for too much. <laughs> another holiday, we might be asking for too much. But actually, upon further inspection, Beck, yeah, I have good news because all all of that is a hundred percent true. Today is National Best Friends Day. It's World Oceans Day, and uh, in the month uh, that contains guitars on the beach, which oh wow. Yeah, we've really lucked out. Yeah, we have. We've struck gold here. Um, Guitars on the Beach does seem interesting. It seems Mm. to be the um, sort of celebration. It's it's almost like a tradition kind of thing that's turned into a holiday from the UK where a whole bunch of people all simultaneously play their guitars uh, (laughs) on a beach. So um, if you want to do that with your best friend, I mean, you're, you're hitting a lot of holidays yeah. at once. That is peak efficiency right there. Surely the song that they're going to be playing is Smoke on the Water. I feel like that's like <laughs> out of anywhere. I mean, that's the song that people play on the, on the guitar anyways, but you're literally yeah, yeah. in front of water. So they probably all just gather around and go, exactly. no, no, no. Well, that that or it's just going to be Wonderwall. Yeah, true. Because <laughs> that's the song that everyone knows yes. and everyone plays. I would move beaches if there was a group of people oh, playing yeah. if guitar I, and singing Wonderwall. The property value around that beach would plummet. Oh, my goodness. Suddenly the beach, um, the sirens, shark sirens start sounding. They're like, everyone clear the beach. Clear, clear the beach. Get out of here. Move. We've, we've had enough. Don't come back. Please. If anything, it would scare the sharks away. Yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but to kick off the show today, Beck, we're looking at a big... This is a, a big news story. This is like massive worldwide yeah. headline news. Usually uh, we I, cover niche stories. And oh, so. extremely <laughs> niche stories. Like, uh, I I can't think of anything that's even come close to this level of news that we're mm. about to cover. Um, and it is, of course, the big news around the Mona Lisa this week. Uh, and that news, as I'm sure you're aware, is that a man dressed as an elderly lady <laughs> tried to smear cake onto the famous artwork. Um, and there's there's quite a lot to unpack here, yeah, so I'd much. say. Um, and so I suppose, let's, let's go to the start, right, uh, of that sentence. Yeah. Uh, a man dressed up as an elderly lady um, to smear cake onto the Mona Lisa. My first question... Uh, is why did they dress up as an old lady, right? I think... I, that's the part I don't get. Yeah, well, it, me putting myself in their shoes, I feel like you want to be the most vulnerable-looking person you possibly can so no one suspects you. It's almost, like, cliche. Like, if you think about yeah, movies, okay. people trying to sneak around, they're like, I'm going to dress up as an old woman. No one will suspect I'm about to, you know, 
semi yeah, do, do a crime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like the thing is, like they this person didn't even really need to sneak in. Like the that you don't have to be an old lady to be to be led into the loop, yeah, right? Actually. Like this is like they, it's public way. admission, right? <laughs> like they they could have just walked in there. There's no there's no reason that they needed to be like dressed up as an elderly woman because well yeah exactly they're they're allowed to be let in. Yeah, there's, there's nothing okay, that would true. stop them from doing that. I don't know if they thought they they were less likely to have their bag checked for cake. Maybe. Or because <laughs> but, I think they were in a wheelchair, weren't they? Yeah, they were. Yeah. They were. So they were maybe the cake well. was hidden in like an underneath pocket or something. And so they thought maybe they had like big... But actually I saw pictures of them dressed up. From what I could see, I couldn't tell the old lady costume. All I could see was a black bob wig. Yeah, Did it you wasn't see very that? Convincing. Yeah, it was um, yeah, as so, far as they go. Yeah. Yeah, in in terms of using a disguise that's not necessary, <laughs> right, in the first place, why would you then go at that uh without like that, that's a very half measure, yes. I would say, what they've done there. <laughs> they've they've really not gone at that with full intent. Um and then the next thing, um, when I've read some of the articles about it, because when I first saw it, I'm like, how is the Mona Lisa not behind glass? Yeah. Or something like yeah. That? How is someone able to just go up and put, put cake on the directly onto the painting? But no, I, I found out since then when I actually read the articles um, that there's bulletproof glass yeah. in front of the <laughs> Mona Lisa, which makes sense. Um, yeah. That's... That was a bit of confusion, but that's been sorted out. Um, but the, the 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 man tried to break through the bulletproof glass at oh. first to try and get to the painting, <laughs> but had nothing but his like hands, like and the cake. To, to, it was cake, yeah, and right? The cake. Yeah, um, yeah. Let maybe the there was cake. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's a very French thing to do, I suppose. Yeah, true. Um, oui, oui. <laughs> take down the rich with with um. With the event of cake, or including True, cake quite, in the yeah. event, I suppose. <laughs> um, but yeah, when they when they realised they couldn't get cake onto the actual painting, they wouldn't get through this bulletproof glass. <laughs> it's um, bulletproof, they, but is it cake-proof? But ah, yes, it, it is. That's true. That's true. Well, you don't know. It's it's not rated for cakes. Yeah. Um, Only one you, way to find out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I, my biggest thing... Um, the weirdest part of this whole story to me is that when I was editing our podcast from last week, when we recorded it, we were talking about the Mona Lisa <gasps> in your segment about the differences between Paris, France and Paris, Texas. We were talking, oh, uh, I think wow. specifically, we were talking about the Louvre and how it has we all the were. famous artworks. And then we're like, is the Mona Lisa in the Louvre? And I'm like, and, and we're just like, oh, where else would it be? Right. That's like the artwork. And it's so weird because we record these um, often a week in advance. Mm. And so for us to record that, this new story to happen, and then that podcast going out is kind of wild. That right? is weird. We I almost think... like called it somehow. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we've become like the, the harbingers of weird news, yeah. right? I reckon, I, I think we should make some vague predictions and see if we can get lightning to strike twice. Ooh. That's that's what I think. And um, personally, I think uh, something <laughs> big uh, is going to be... I'm, I'm sensing something big uh, in the White House uh, that Ooh. may have something to do with a waffle iron. Interesting. That's, uh, that's my prediction. 
Um, I don't okay, know when that will be. I'm going to leave po- that very open. Probably next week if we keep going Probably, yeah, if we, yeah. Yeah, if we If lightning really does strike <laughs> twice, there'll be some sort of waffle incident at the White House. Oh, no. So we just heard a story about what was well and truly a recipe for disaster, but <laughs> it seemed to have good intentions at the start. I mean, as oh, we didn't really speak about it in the segment, but he was doing it for some climate... Yeah, it was an environmental protest yeah. of sorts. So he had good intentions, but, um, you know, throwing cake at the Mona Lisa isn't really, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> really yeah. going to end well. Yeah, so, frowned upon generally. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> in most cases, yeah. Mm. So it reminded me of this time when I was house-sitting for someone that I didn't even really know that well. And I don't particularly like house sitting on the best of days because well actually that's a lie i enjoy house sitting but i don't enjoy house sitting and dog sitting combined Mm. i actually i do for a certain dog if my family friends the elliots are listening i do love dog sitting jasmine so don't worry (laughs) this story is not about you guys Yeah, they're like, we're never having Beck yeah. back after I, this. I, <laughs> I can't believe she'd out us like this. They're the only ones I will house it for. <laughs> but the, this friend, I'm not even sure I can call them a friend because I really only knew them for a few weeks. And the opportunity, they were talking about needing someone to house it and look after their two dogs. And I just happened to be standing nearby and I'm the kind of person that, you know, likes to lend a hand. So I said, no worries, yeah. I can house sit for you. And she was like, are you sure? And I was like, yeah, yeah, it's fine. It's fine. I love dogs, which is like, I like dogs, but I'm very not comfortable with dogs because I've never had oh, no. a pet growing oh, up. So okay. I've never had to, well, I've had like rabbits and fish and stuff like that, but I haven't had a dog, which requires mm. what I, like you have a dog, Jono, you, you have to take yeah. it for walks, you know, you have to, there's a certain level of care for dogs that I feel like you can only understand if you have grown up with a dog or if you've owned a dog. Yeah, so- I, I'd agree. I, I don't take um, Buddy, my dog, out for many walks because the harness uh, that we put on him for walks, mm. he he absolutely hates oh, it. No. <laughs> uh, he hates it. He hates it with a passion. Um, so much so that I am pretty much the only person in my household um, that is uh, that is game enough to try and put it on him, uh, or that is uh, experienced enough. I've well, have practiced enough right. to be able to get it on him <laughs> without him taking off my fingers. He hates it so much. So it's we. I think I'd like to take him out for walks, but it's it's quite the production right. uh, to get him out <laughs> out uh, walking around. Yeah, and I feel like those are the yeah they're the. Um- Things you know because you have a dog. And another thing I think is that you know how much you can almost let them be by themselves because that's the mm. thing when I'm dog sitting that I really worry about. I'm like, can I leave the house and this dog will be okay? Because I just don't I just don't know. I haven't had to really deal with that before. Anyway, so that's a little little bit of context. context. I'm very nervous when I'm house sitting and especially dog sitting. So I'm house sitting and dog sitting for this friend that I don't really know. And she has two dogs. One, I can't remember the breed. It's irrelevant to the story. The other one (laughs) was a pug, which is relevant Uh, to the story. So, you know, some of the defining features of a pug is that it has quite a squished face and the nose is quite, you know, squished in and 
they do have a lot of trouble breathing. So mm. when you, you know, when pugs are just living their best life, they do sound a bit like... They kind, yeah, they kind of do sound <laughs> terrifying. I yeah. reckon if you took the noises that pugs make and just like slowed them down a bit, Ooh, yeah. you, you have like a, a dastardly monster <laughs> right there. Like you could, you could voice a, a villainous beast. That's probably in, uh, what is the cartoon. sound of the new monster in Stranger Things. Have you started watching the new season? No, oh. I didn't realize they were they were doing what. Well. I haven't yeah. seen any of it. It's in super creepy. This latest season, anyways, definitely voiced by a pug. But so yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so I was about to go out one night uh, just for like dinner with some friends, and I'm getting ready to leave, and then th- like the bedroom area, I could hear the pug was in there, and so I walk in. And it's breathing, you know, as it normally breathes. But then I see, <laughs> I see. Yep, breathing. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, like the sounds are happening. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Um, so there's a packet of TV snacks that I had on the bed. Uh, mm. I usually prefer the dark TV snacks, which are like yep. the biscuity ones. But these ones were the milk chocolate malt sticks. Mm. Anyways, that's just detail for later on. So. Yep. The box had been sitting on my bed, but now I see that it's fallen off the bed and there was a few TV snacks scattered around the floor and I see the pug sitting next to the box of TV snacks having trouble trouble breathing and oh, my mind no. automatically goes, oh my gosh, dogs can't eat chocolate, can they? I've killed the dog. So I just start oh freaking gosh. out. I know, my mind, I've just gone, the dog's eating chocolate, it can't breathe, I'm freaking out. I start sobbing. I'm like, I knew this was a bad idea, I never should have started oh, house sitting. No. Like, and this dog is eating chocolate. I'm like, oh, oh. The dogs are just staring at me, I'm like literally losing it. So I call my mom oh, no. and I'm like, mom, I don't know what to do like have i killed the dog i don't know it's not breathing and my mom's like beck that is how the pug breathes and i'm like <laughs> no it's not you don't understand it's, it's eating the malt sticks it's eating the tv and i'm just like and she's like okay if you're really that worried call call a vet so then I take a deep breath and I don't like calling, you know, the dentist or the doctor, no. let alone a vet. So I'm, no. I'm losing it anyway. So I call the call the vet and I'm <laughs> crying still. And this vet, oh, no. this 24-hour vet is like, okay, so talk me through what happened. And I'm like, well, there's the TV snacks, right? And she's like, hold up, what is <laughs> what is a TV snack? And I'm like, well, there's two no. different kinds, you know, there's like the biscuit <laughs> and then there's a malt stick and She's like, okay, well, you're, you're sobbing through a description of TV snacks to this poor vet receptionist, and I'm like, I'm like, it was the malt stick one, it was the malt. and she was like, okay, well, look, I don't, is there any left in the box? And I was like, yes, there's some left. Blah blah. She's like, well, look, I think it's gonna be okay. It's there's not a whole lot of chocolate, you know, it's mostly biscuit on the on the TV snack. And I'm like, yeah, you're right, you're right. And she's like, is the dog breathing? And I'm like, well, you tell me, like, is this sound normal? And she's like, yes, that's it's a pug, right? Yeah. And so I just I just <laughs> image of you putting the phone next to the pug's face. Yeah, I'm like, you tell her what's wrong. <laughs> Anyways, she said to just, you know, keep an eye on it, but it should be fine. And I was almost about to not go out to dinner because I was like, I just need to sit and watch these dogs and make sure they're okay. I can never keep them out of my sight. But, you know, the the vet assured me that it was going to be fine. And lo and behold, the dog was fine. But that 
you know, to me, it felt like it was a recipe for disaster and that scenario just confirmed it (laughs) so hard. I, um, I have, that was the last time I've house sat for a a semi- Semi-friend. For someone you don't really yeah, for know. Someone I who don't really also know. Owns dogs. Yes, it was just. <laughs> see, I should have heard that sentence and gone. Recipe for disaster. <laughs> stay away. <laughs> Zap the podcast merch is finally here, and you can check it out by heading to zapthepodcast.store. We've got t-shirts, hoodies, sweatshirts, and more, all with original designs, beautifully printed on quality fabric. So head on over to zapthepodcast.store and get yours today. So far this episode, we've talked about a few stories that you could pretty easily describe uh, as a recipe for disaster. (laughs) And on that note, I have brought an absolute blast from the past for us to look at. Okay. Uh, to the podcast today. But before we get into it, I have to thank my Auntie Jenny, uh, avid fan of the podcast, and uh, she was the one who has supplied me temporarily with uh, what I would describe as a holy relic of days Ooh, past. Ooh, okay. Uh, and this relic that I present to the podcast today is a book from 1944, uh, wow. and the reason it's relevant is because it's a cookbook, Ooh, which okay. ties in perfectly to a recipe for disaster, and particularly when we start to have a look through the book at some of these recipes. Uh, so in in classic Zap fashion, we return yeah. to a seldom seen segment, uh, and that is Jono's Book Corner. Uh, Ooh, it's been a while since we've been, been in the book while. corner. Uh, and I would, again, just like to be very clear that, um, similar to last time when we ran this segment, that Jono's Book Corner is not exclusive to Jono. Uh, <laughs> yes. Beck, you are more than welcome. <laughs> Uh, and encouraged to bring things to the book okay, corner. It's just that actually. I am the owner uh, of said book corner. I have the, the real estate for, yes, for okay. said book corner. Um, so the book for this week is called The American Woman's Cookbook, uh, 1944. I found there's quite wow. a few editions of this. Uh, so it's from the US as well, which is uh, a, a thing Go to Go figure note. if it's the American um, woman's cookbook. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. I don't know why I had to mention that. It is, it is uh, one of yeah, a few words in the title the american woman's cookbook i don't know how i missed that just then um (laughs) um, and this book it features some horrifically outdated cuisine so yeah intrigued some of which i've never heard of and some of which i wish i'd never heard of (laughs) um so yeah in in true zap the podcast spirit i'm going to subject you uh, to the horrors that I have discovered. Ooh, okay, uh, okay. So uh, for those of you reading along at home, I'm going to be flipping first to page 171 uh, okay. of the American Everyone Woman's get Cookbook. get your copies out. Uh, 1944 <laughs> edition. If you have 1938, it's Ooh. probably going to be a bit different, unfortunately. Um, but uh, I bring us to our first recipe, which is called Jellied Soup. Um, and something you'll find in this book Uh, And I think it was sort of uh, notorious of this era, um, especially more as the 1950s sort of hit, uh, is the addition of gelatin uh, into dishes (laughs) that absolutely do not need to be jellified. And uh, in the case of jellied soup, what you need uh, is... (laughs) Oh, no. uh, You need a quart. I don't know what a quart is. It's a measurement that... Uh, we don't use so much mm. anymore, at least in Australia. Um, you need a quart of 
clear brown or white stock or tomato or chicken soup. You need two tablespoons of gelatin and half a cup of cold water. And essentially what it? you're doing is, yeah, they're, they're the ingredients for the recipe. Ooh. So you, you take <laughs> something that is already a meal and then you spend time preparing it into yeah, a jellied what? version of that meal, which will be quantifiably worse. You're spending time turning something that is already an edible, good oh. meal and ruining it by spending time preparing it. Nah, so th- nah. that is jellied <laughs> soup. And there's jellied all sorts of things. Um, I, ha- I don't know if we'll be visiting Is there a section things. that's just jellied Well, no, there, I was actually looking for it. Cause I've flipped through probably most of the like almost 800 pages in this book wow. looking for just like flipping until something yeah. catches my eye. Um, and there is, there's so much in here. Um, there's like jellied salads, which was a big thing in the 1950s Ooh. in the U S which is where you take, um, just like bits that you, things you'd put in a salad. So you yeah. might have some bits of cabbage. You might have, um, some chopped up egg. You might have olives. You might have beetroot. Um, and you set that inside of jelly, um, <laughs> and they used to sell like celery flavored jelly um, that you could set these things into. And best of all, a lot of these jelly salads were served with mayonnaise. Oh, great! <laughs> like, not gonna yeah. lie, the ingredients you listed for the salad didn't sound that good as a combination to start yeah, with. No. let alone making it gelatinous yeah, and then the- covering it in mayo. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So there's there's quite a lot to unpack from this book. Um, yeah. But let's move uh, along to page 493 uh, for those okay. of you at home with the book uh, to a recipe. Uh, this is I must mention in the cookies section of the book. Okay. Um, just Jelly under cookies. the recipe for brownies. So this is this seems like familiar territory. Uh, and this recipe is called mince meat bars. <laughs> and for this recipe, you'll need uh, rolled oats, an unspecified no. amount. Uh, one and three quarter cups of sifted flour, half a teaspoon of baking soda, a cup of brown sugar, a cup of shortening, and one so and a half far. cups of moist mince meat. <laughs> you lost me. <laughs> um, and oh, wow. so, yeah, um, you, you put, you, you basically create with all your dry ingredients, um, you, you mix them all together, like mix it thoroughly, um, and divide that mixture into two parts. You pack half of your like oat mixture into the bottom of a baking tray, and then you spread your mince no. meat evenly on top, and no. then you add your second half <laughs> of your oat mixture. Um, now That's I've kind foul. of been in two minds about this one because as I've looked through this book, they do mention um, like walnut meats in the book is something that is mentioned, and okay. I think they're referring to like the flesh of the walnut as opposed to the shell, which. Seems right. odd to me, um, but every single time I've seen walnut meats referenced, it's like plural. It's meats every single time. <laughs> Whereas in this one, it is mince meat, which makes me believe it is in fact meat meat <laughs> instead of walnut meat. And so, is there a picture? Uh, Does no, it look some like of these do have burger? pictures, uh, <laughs> okay. and they're very grim. Um, yeah, actually, it just does. It sounds like an oat burger, yeah. <laughs> an oat bund burger. <laughs> With nothing a, else. A sweet oat bun burger. Oh. No, yeah, no, nothing but meat and like on the actual burger. And like packed into a tray. And like, yeah. how would you even store that? You know, when you make a brownie, you can just pop it mm. in a Tupperware. Like, are you just leaving this minced meat 
oat brownie out on the bench. Like, no, surely this is, this, a fridge this is a refrigerated sweet. Yeah, then, or as they say in the book, an automatic refrigerator, because <laughs> that was new and fancy <gasps> oh, at the time. Wow, I never thought about that. And yeah, there's so much cool stuff. Another interesting thing I found in here is they reference something called an alligator pear. And I don't Ooh. know if you've ever heard of that before. No. Like pear is uh, in like P E A R. Yeah, like the fruit. Yeah. Um, and what an alligator pear is is an old-fashioned <gasps> name for an avocado. Avocado! Oh my gosh! Like it makes sense, but it's something I'd never heard of before. Um, Me and either. it it almost um in the book where I found it, I could I have no idea where it is in here now. Um, I don't know. I haven't written that one down. Um, but it mentions how. They are now available in all sorts of supermarkets across the US. Wow. And, and so wild? it's sort of presenting this as a, a new and interesting thing to a degree or something that you could add mm. to your, your cooking repertoire. Um, now, I have another, <laughs> the next three recipes. They're not so strange in their construction, in their composition so much as they are just for their names. Um, and so we'll start off with. Uh, a recipe called Orange Fool. Ooh. <laughs> Orange Fool. Um, and it looks like a pretty... Like, it, it. it is kind of strange because it's like an orange custard. Okay. Um, it just looks like a custard but with, with orange in it. Um, right. So that seems fine. But I don't know why they decided to call it Orange Fool. Uh, for an air is of a, mystery. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Orange full. Well, if you're looking for an air of mystery, the next dish uh, will have you absolutely sold. The next dish is called, and I, I had to look at this a few times, um, but it is called, <laughs> it oh, is no. a dessert. It's under the hot and cold puddings section Ooh, of, of, of the book stuff. called Pheasant Girl with a Veil. <laughs> um, no. <laughs> I don't want to know. Wait, is um, it got chicken in it? No, 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 okay, no, no. Okay. No, this is this just looks like a regular kind of pudding. Like okay. it, it looks fine. <laughs> um, just but pheasant, like yeah, exactly. <laughs> it just seems odd. Pheasant girl with a veil. Um, my guess for this one is it seems to be a Danish pudding, so maybe it's like a translation thing. Oh yes, thing, yes. Um, which would make a lot of sense. Um, and then I have uh going back to. Uh, I think the potato section <laughs> of... Uh, they, they have a potato section of the cookbook. Okay. Um, and we have a dish in here. Uh, it's probably my favourite named dish in the whole book. Uh, it's called Potato O'Brien. <laughs> <laughs> Which I, I don't know why, but just amuses me in a fantastical yeah. kind of way. I feel like if KFC, you know, wasn't the, the official dishes of Zap, it would be Potato <laughs> O'Brien. Potato O'Brien. <laughs> just sounds like it sounds like an over stereotype like Irish character yeah. in a TV show. I'm imagining a potato like wearing the leprechaun hat. And there's like a pipe in its mouth. <laughs> a monocle and mustache. It's potato oh, O'Brien. Oh goodness me. <laughs> Alrighty, and um, I uh, we'll, we'll we'll reach the end of our of our little adventure here, okay. but I not before we uh, talk about the toast section oh, of ooh. the book, <laughs> uh, which it strikes me odd that there's a toast section. Yeah, is it just um, different settings, like how long you cook the toast for? <laughs> no, it's different like toppings for toast, and some okay. of these sound sound interesting like they've got french toast in there which makes Yum. sense they've yep. got butterscotch toast that sounds quite Ooh. good cinnamon toast again Love pretty that. easy yeah. 
Um, but then there's three there's three recipes in this toast section that <laughs> perplex me to a large degree. Uh, the first of which is cream toast. Mm. <laughs> cream toast, uh, in which you are essentially using uh, a cup of scalded cream, um, a <laughs> teaspoon of flour, and a cup of scalded milk, as well as an egg. You basically mix that stuff together, yeah. um, and you you make like a kind of custard with that, and then pour this weird, um, not sweet custard over toast. <laughs> How do you serve it? Is it like you just pour you, it over and then you, you eat just it? Pour it on. Yeah, you pour you it on and then you eat it. No, because it no. sounded like French toast until yeah, then. It kind of does. Yeah. This is just an uncooked just French toast. Soggy toast. Yum. <laughs> um, then to my second favourite in the toast section uh, is milk toast. Oh, much like cream which toast. <laughs> much like cream toast without the cream. Yeah, I was um, say, it yeah. is. The, the recipe's really quick on this one. It says toast bread, butter it well, sprinkle with salt, and pour scalded milk over it. Oh, wow. <laughs> and I, I can't say I've had many dishes with scalded milk. No. Um, can't say I've ever poured just... liquid on my toast. I've... <laughs> yeah. Well, if you've never thought about pouring liquid on your toast, get ready for this next recipe, um, which okay. is probably the most outrageous in the book, I would okay. say. It is The name of this dish is water toast. No, no. Water toast. No, it's not. And the recipe reads, toast bread until crisp and brown. Pour into a soup plate one cup of boiling water and one teaspoon of salt. Dip the toast into this water no. and remove it once. And no. then, the, the thing that confused me most here, then you spread it with butter and serve it. So what? you cook toast, you then put toast in salty water, and then you butter the toast, and then you serve soggy, disgusting, buttered <laughs> so wheat toast bread I'm so hybrid. I'm so, I feel like we need to try that, though. Well, and here's, here's my thoughts. Um, we have... Uh, a treasure trove, really, so of many. different recipes um, inside of this book. And um, some of which I think I would actually like to have a crack at <laughs> making. And um, my plan is to try and recreate one or more of uh, a few dishes from this book uh, for us to experience in a Try It Live. Probably, I'm Ooh. thinking, in the next episode. Okay. Um We'll see how procrastination Jono goes with that. Um, but some of these uh, I want to try out of morbid curiosity. Uh, actually, many of these I want to try out of morbid curiosity. Yes. Because they're just so odd and so, I guess, removed from what we know as food today. Like, it was a totally different era, different things were yeah. in, like making everything jellied. Um, which, I mean, I'm all about jelly, right? Put Get, get a <laughs> port wine jelly. jelly in front of me, yep. happy days. But I am i can't say that I'm, uh, I'm particularly interested in putting... I don't even really like putting fruit in jelly, if I'm honest. I just don't mm. like that texture difference. I don't know, it's not for me. Um, but I cannot say I'd be interested in putting making a savoury jelly and putting savoury no, things in no savoury jelly <laughs> and serving it with mayonnaise. But in that, saying that, we have to try. But in saying <laughs> that, uh, we're definitely going to give a few things a go. I, I've got a couple recipes um, that I've gleaned through the book uh, that I, I think could be a lot of fun um, and not too labour-intensive to make. So that's I've got a few mm, ideas okay, that uh, will hopefully be joining us on the next episode of Zach. 
So it is game time for this episode and we heard a story to start off this episode about when the Mona Lisa was creamed, I don't know the word, covered in, like caked, caked, yeah. I was going to say creamed and I was like, that's not the right word. I was going to say pied and I was like, well, it wasn't a pie unless you think a cake, yeah. But We're not getting into the whole cake pie thing, that's not. That's, she was hopefully caked. that's not with quiz. Yeah, is yeah. <laughs> she was caked, and it made me think: what other famous things have previously been a similar sort of caked? But obviously, the more oh. popular one is pied, right? Being you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. pied in the face. So mm. it then prompted me to look up that, and it then prompted me to make this quiz, which we have a name for. Oh, yes. <laughs> the name for the quiz is to pie or not to pie? That <laughs> is the question I, I, <laughs> because I had to rhyme. <laughs> and just for clarity, the I, I is like A, Y, A, Y, you know, it's like I, I, yeah. It's not like the second iteration of the game in Roman numerals. Yeah, no. And it's not like eyeball, eyeball. It's like, yeah, no, yeah, no. Goodness, no. So basically how this is going to work, there are 12 pe- there's a list of 12 people that I have and mm. Jono, you are either going to tell me whether they were pied or not pied. And <laughs> <laughs> It's a pretty simple game, you know, yeah, but Yeah, okay. It's really <laughs> I didn't know any of these coming into this quiz, so I really feel like it's 50-50. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And okay. to make it, you know, a bit more zappy, we're just going to do rapid fire. It doesn't have to be okay. timed, but I just yeah. I don't want you to think but about it too hard. No, no, basically, no. And oftentimes, thinking is um, the the enemy of yeah. uh, good answers in these quizzes. It so really is. So thinking time out the window. Out the window. Uh, my success rate goes through the roof. <laughs> do you think people were really thinking clearly when they pied someone? The answer is no. So no, you know, we just can't think too much. Also, just for reference, there are some of these ones where perhaps it happened at like an event. So it wasn't like a deliberate. Oh. Pie. It wasn't like a. Um, a it mean wasn't like pie. A, mal- a malicious pie. <laughs> it wasn't a malicious pie. Some of them yeah. definitely were malicious pies. But yeah, yeah. so there's... I'm not going to clarify which is which, but um, no, no. if you go and Google it after and you're like, hey, that was on a TV show, like, yes, maybe it was. <laughs> so... So what? So, so what? what? You make they a were quiz. Still pied, yeah. Do you know how hard it is to make one of these quizzes? Do you make a you make a quiz and then come over here and tell us that it, this doesn't doesn't count? I'm sick of this. <laughs> we're gonna pie anyone that, that speaks yeah, ill of this quiz. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> okay, Jono, are you ready? I'm so ready. So, to repeat, there are twelve people that I'm gonna say. Okay, twelve. <clears throat> All right. Starting us off, Prince Charles. Pied. Correct. <laughs> Colin oh. Colin Firth. Uh, not pied. Correct. Ooh. Third one we have is Oprah Winfrey. Not pied. Correct. Ariana Grande. Pied. Correct. Oh, my gosh. Sure. The singer sure. Not pied. Oh, bummer. Oh, she was ah. pied. Number six, the kid Leroy. Pied. Wow, not no. pie. As far as I know, I did look it up. Couldn't tell. <laughs> Question seven: Bill Gates. Pied. Pied. Correct. Question eight: Barack Obama. Not pied. Ding. Number nine: Alan Joyce, the CEO of Qantas. Pied. Correct. 
<laughs> Number 10, Rupert Murdoch. I hope he was pied. He definitely was. Number 11 is Jojo Siwa. Pied. Bow, wow. As far as I can really? tell as well, yeah. Wow. And number 12, Katy Perry. Pied. Correct. <laughs> you actually nailed that pied or not pied quiz. And now that we kind of did it rapid fire, I wanted to go back and go through some of them. Because yeah. I feel like you also wanted to have something to say about Prince Charles being pied. Yeah, yeah. I was I was going to say, um, with Prince Charles, I, I didn't really know. But I think... Because he, he was around for a long, long time. Yeah. And there was, uh, that, that's a lot of years to be pied in, right? No, Prince and, Charles um, is still around. Oh, Prince Charles. I was thinking Prince <laughs> Philip. And I still got it right. Woohoo! <laughs> but he, he has been around for a while. <laughs> yeah, he still has been around for yeah. quite a while. And I feel like as part of the royal family, that's you're, you're going to be sort of in the You're in the subject to pie, of, yeah. Of pie. <laughs> Um, so yeah, you got to be expecting that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he was actually pied while opening a community center in 1983. That's where he met his oh. pieful fate. <laughs> was, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So some of these like were just not where, where I expected it. Bill Gates, that was a pie that actually seemed to like pop up a lot. Like when I was searching mm. like celebrities that were pied, it, Bill yep. Gates was like... Was it in an interview? I'm trying to... Okay, I'm just... There's a Times article about it. Oh, so there's this article that says, um, although he's not the only bigwig to be targeted with pastry, the pieing of <laughs> then Microsoft chairman Bill Gates was especially stunning, if only because his assailant scored a bullseye. <laughs> Oh, okay. Yeah, that's. Yeah. I mean, if it's an impressive pie, then yeah. that's that's fair game. I don't think it's illegal at that point if they're like, yeah, well, no, pretty good. He did, in fact, decline to press charges because afterwards the pranksters, as they were called, said they were motivated simply by mischief and not any particular grievance with Gates. <laughs> <laughs> what a nice way to get out of things. <laughs> It's just like this was, yeah, this was just a random act of pie violence. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that's fine. Yeah, it was if, mischief motivated. If it motivated. was premeditated, uh, then, then there's issues. But yeah. <laughs> random acts of pie violence, that's fine. <laughs> then another one that was weird was um, well, when Alice, Alan Joyce was pie. Yeah. Apparently it was while he was speaking at a business conference and it was a recent pieing. It was in oh, 2017. Really? So I was. <laughs> I just thought with with him. I didn't really know either. Um, but I was. My my thinking was. I mean, CEO of big business. Like, surely there'd be people that'd want to yeah. buy them, right? Like, they walking down the street, easy target, pied. Yeah, pied. It's <laughs> just that simple. The thing is that we're like when I think about being pied, like pies are pretty. It, I don't know. It's just hard to carry around, right? So this. Yeah, Pying it is difficult. Has to be, yeah, as you said, premeditated. Like it's yeah, a, a spontaneous pieing is a is a yeah. tricky one. Yeah, because it's not like you just like you, you see something like, ah, oh, I wish I had a pie to throw in their face. And yeah. then there's a, a friendly uh, pie salesman with his little stall set up and like, Did I hear someone <laughs> say pie? And he's just saying that his little wooden <laughs> wooden stall and, oh and young man, you can get two pies for the price of one. <laughs> You can hit two big wigs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm thinking of like a like a snake oil salesman. Yeah. Is, is the, the, the image in my head. Oh my uh, goodness. And the, but, the 
Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, but like, um, I was thinking with Ariana Grande, surely with Nickelodeon, it was would have happened. Yeah. somewhere along the way, easily. Yeah, Ariana's um, was a was an event pie. It yeah. wasn't a, a a malicious pie. The the other one that I wanted to talk about, and you said that you had <laughs> been pied, was Rupert Murdoch. <laughs> yeah, his yeah. pie. Apparently, this one is also quite famous too. But it was actually at a very weird spot. He was apparently giving evidence of a Parliament Select Committee. So it was like this very formal setting, oh. <laughs> and. Rupert Murdoch was attacked with a pie, and it looks like there's heaps of YouTube videos on it. Wow! Um, you don't expect the parliamentary pie. No, the pie. Here is you can never you can never anticipate a parliamentary pie. This is true. Um, yeah. So I think if there's one thing we can all learn, it's that none of us are safe from a pieing. Um, no. <laughs> especially no. celebrities, they're the least yeah, safe I from need a pieing. Yeah, I I'm worried now uh, that when we release this, I'm my I'm gonna have to sort of tighten security um, yeah. <laughs> and put up my guard uh, in case people hear this and are like, oh, yeah, we're going to have to get, double check every corner away. we turn because... <laughs> yeah, we'll, uh, we'll have to add another 10 to, I think, the Zap uh, personal security yep. team. Um, <laughs> cause currently, it's just Buddy because um, he hates strangers. <laughs> Uh, but that does uh, bring us to the end of another uh, fantastic episode of uh, the podcast. Thank you very much for listening um, to, yeah, just uh, just some fantastic nonsense. Uh, and I think that is uh, an apt description of this this podcast. Um, so make sure to follow us on all of our social medias. At Zap the Podcast is, uh, is where we are there on Instagram tiktok the other ones uh and <laughs> make sure also to go and have a look at our merch at zapthepodcast.store and uh you can support the show through that by uh buying yourself some nice looking clothes um i'm thinking of maybe changing it up at some point soon so Ooh. we'll see what happens um don't know why i threw that in there maybe i'll cut that <laughs> out uh because that's a weird promise that uh it may take a while to fulfill um <laughs> But thank you once again for listening to the episode and uh, we'll catch you on the next episode of Zap. Bye. Bye.